Welcome to Behind the Drop episode three Woo! in the building. Three already. I know, man. It's going quick. It's cute. Everyone loves the podcast. Yeah, everyone. <laughs> everyone. It's going to be the no biggest No one's podcast. ever said anything bad about the podcast. Yeah, be the biggest podcast ever. I think because our network is music people and everyone loves like a story, some mm. gossip. Mm. It's the perfect podcast. That is true. When I tell people about the podcast, they're like, yeah, that's sick, that's sick, that's sick. Like it's, it's it's a good one. So, but maybe like you say, like we were like, oh yeah, all our friends love it, but we just talk to people who love music. But I guess that's the you know it's it's it's, it's a it's a niche audience. So and if like you're listening, music. welcome to the greatest podcast ever, greatest podcast ever. And I guess uh, this music is a crazy industry. There's so many stories. It's kind of endless, isn't it? So that's good. It's good. Um, all right, kicking off as we normally do. How are you? And who do you hate this week? <laughs> I love how this part is like. <laughs> like pulling teeth for you isn't it what the like beginning bit yeah let's go straight into it but you want oh. to walk in it so <laughs> um i actually don't hate anyone this week i'm feeling quite good you're feeling good i'm feeling okay um the netflix show that i worked on last year has finally come out so yeah dance 100 see quite a lot of people posting it as well yeah well, i any, mean there was like I, any one of my dance any dancer person i know is like oh we're in yeah i'm watching so i've seen the first episode i went to go see it like when it screened Where? and then yeah, um, there was like a screening for like um people who worked on it and then i'm watching most of it tomorrow are you gonna binge it i think so i'm gonna have some friends around order pizza and watch it i hope yeah. i'm like in it <laughs> are, you in, are you in the first episode i wasn't in the I, you can see me in the background but i'm not like in it Okay, yeah. so you, you might. It's <laughs> actually quite funny <laughs> if you watch the whole thing and you're not. <laughs> no, 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 I think I'm in it because I I spoke to the producers like yeah. for, at the screening and they were like, oh yeah, 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 like you're in like the later episodes. When you say in it, are you gonna be like talking? Like, well, did, like did, when did we filmed any... it, I did talk and interviews. Not interviews because okay. it's not about music yeah, no, or it, me. But it might be like, oh, and our DJ, what do you think? Like, you know, what I mean, oh, getting yeah. involved, all that kind of shit. No, it wasn't like that. Okay, and also because. The first week, this is like BTS knowledge, but like the first week we couldn't actually film it because someone, this was when COVID was a thing, right? Yeah. So we were all getting PCR tested every week. Um, that was quite stressful actually. But the first week um, they, someone caught COVID, mm. like one of the choreographers. So we actually couldn't film, like episode one actually wasn't filmed for episode one. Right. So they had to condense quite a bit. So I think the editing was quite heavy. Mm. Um so yeah, I mean, if they cut me out, then what a shame. The game is the game happens. But I'm in the credits and I'm like in the credits with like the art director and like music supervisor and shit. So it's like, is it like, right. are you doing it as O-N-E-O or are you doing it as like O-N-E-O. government? Government, uh, government name. I don't know. Like if it's, oh, if it's credits, a brand, you know, if it's credits, sometimes you've got to be like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, bring out Soo Young. Like, yeah. I mean? like, Only the real it. ones know. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Okay. So you're just happy then. You're just happy. That's good. I'm all right. Yeah. I mean. I'm a bit tired, but who isn't? Life is tiring. It's early morning. Early morning podcast, you know? Um, who okay. do you hate? I don't hate no one this week, you know? Oh my God, look at us. I don't hate no one. Yeah, positivity positivity vibes. I mean, also, normally when I hate something, it's not actually a person. It's like a system. Mm. You know what I mean? So I still haven't got paid as invoices. Oh but like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> and the, I still have, and they're like, yeah, yeah. Or, so I mean, so I, still, I, hate, I still hate that system. Yeah. But... You know, like other than that, life is good. I can't complain. You know what I mean? Good. Um, and I'm looking forward to this today's story. I think, well, obviously, we're going to change it a little bit. Yeah. No double stories anymore. You you guys weren't listening to the second halves. 
What's wrong with you? So we changed it up. I just remember One like, story we week. dropped the first episode and then I was like, trying to my friend. And like, obviously you went first. Mm. And I was like, did you like it? And they're like, yeah, it's really good so far. O- only halfway through though. Like I had to pause it halfway through. I was like, you liked it, but you didn't even get to my part. Yeah. yeah. So. Your part wasn't. And also, <laughs> hey. But no, that's, I think that's a thing though. People's attention spans are short. No, but this is also a thing. I think we wanted to release it like weekly, but obviously like we wanted to be consistent and like not miss weeks. So we were like, okay, what can we commit to? And we're like, okay, every two weeks, we yeah. can definitely commit to that. But we did originally want to release it weekly. So this kind of solves all of our problems. Welcome to the weekly podcast. <laughs> Let's change the bio, not fortnightly anymore. Exactly, weekly, weekly podcast. And also most people's commutes are like, like half an hour, 40 yeah. minutes. So yeah. that like you can... You know, get it done. Get it done. Uh, yeah, you put something on, you're cooking, whatever. Everything's quick these days. Yeah. If you can't do anything ev- and everything in 45 minutes, then you're doing things wrong. So it's going to be 45 minutes. We've got to elongate, elongate <laughs> well, the now, stories. Yeah. <laughs> well, now we've got to so stretch out this beginning today, bit. Today. <laughs> yeah, no, let's stretch. No, let's stretch out. Okay, fine. Um, okay, so today I am gassed to tell you about... I like that. It's a drum roll. <laughs> The story and the legacy of so <gasps> solid crew. And I was thinking, because I think, uh, I was like, yeah, I used to do a UK one. I was like, I think I like the UK stories the best because a lot of the UK stories are not told as well. They're coming out now, even as a Channel U documentary, which I saw, I was like, it's great that that story has been told because otherwise yeah. people just tell the stories for Why you. Why do you think the UK scene isn't as just documented think, I, like that? I don't think it's... um. I don't this I just think we're actually still in its like early years of success. Like now the charts are full of UK rappers and but really it's been like a twenty like, you know, compared to what it is in, in America. And I think so so we're the first people to have the success. Mm. But then there was even after that there was a big like a big gap before someone else came. Yeah. I don't know if if anyone's done it as big as So Solid it is you're talking about the Stormsies and, and the Central Sea. So it's like it's twenty years. Mm. So that's I think crazy. that's probably why. I do forget sometimes, like, although London and the UK is such a cultural, like, center mm. um, of Europe, at least, it's still so small. Like, the market is so much smaller. Yeah. Um, and it was really interesting. I went to this, just side, side note, sorry to <laughs> hijack your story. But, like, I went to this uh, uh, exhibition at the VNA about Korea. And like how Korean um, entertainment and culture has like shaped, like the basically the, the country and its um, uh, economics and stuff, and it's absolutely crazy. And They're so super much. Fans, aren't they? Well, so K-pop. I mean, we should do a K-pop episode actually because it's really, really interesting. But the main thing that I kind of wanted to mention was that because K-pop was so because it's very packaged and it's very. Uh, put together um, they kind of incorporated a lot of like western mm-hmm. styles and uh, production and even like English words and stuff because they knew that the Korean market was small they were yeah. like the domestic market is small so we need to look global scale mm-hmm. and it completely worked mm-hmm. so maybe that's what the UK needs to do <laughs> but we speak English but we speak English <laughs> they already have the English no but then they also- should rap in Korean <laughs> Yeah, yeah, all right. I don't know. But, but so you know, rappers. like, you know, there's like American rappers like um, collaborating with K pop acts yeah. and stuff. So, like, 
you know, the link-ups are there. I think Central C's done that really well. I think apparently 90% of this- surprised that no one, Adam's talking about Central C and well, how much he loves him. <laughs> no, it's not even like, I, it's not like I'm like, oh, yo, he's the best rapper. No, I know. But Marketing he's, wise, yes. He's doing it major. Yeah. Apparently 90% of his streams come from, not the UK. That's, and, that's but he but he put the work in because he even like he, he went around each place in Europe and started working with the biggest artists in those countries. Like he saw Europe as like America states in a way. Right. And worked with us. So then they do you know what I mean? He's like I, king of I, Europe. Yeah. It's it's crazy. It's yeah. crazy. So I, I, And he's I, big here. So he's big here. Yeah. But probably bigger. Like he's on a you know US tour right now, like who's doing a US tour before they even like I don't know. Is it an album, album out? It's mental because I was playing on the one extra stage for Reading and Leeds, uh, two thousand. I think twenty twenty or twenty twenty one. Probably not twenty twenty. Twenty twenty was COVID. Isn't it? So anyway, one of those yeah. years. But because he had blown up during oh, lockdown, no. yeah. it, he, he packed out that stage. Well, it was a ten, and you could just see from the stage it, it like filled the tent and then beyond as well. And I was just like watching this guy and I was like, this is probably his like, like, pro- pro- like 10th, 20th, 30th show. Maybe like, not, maybe not even that. Do you know what I mean? I mean, like people who reach that kind of level have mm. done the 100 cap venues. They've done all that. And I, that year was particularly interesting to see because I think there were other artists as well who had blown up during Dig a D as well. Mm. And it was just like so interesting to see. They're like, I could see that they were really um, obviously excited. But you can see that, like, I saw Getz. Yeah. And the way he ap- approaches that, his performance, obviously he's, like, one of the greatest, like, live acts ever. But obviously he's been doing yeah. performances. So it's just, like, really interesting to watch. I mean, you're, you're skirting around the fact of saying that a lot of UK rappers can't perform well. No, I wasn't saying that. <laughs> I was just saying, like, to go from, like, I don't know, no live performances to doing a huge stage like that mm. is intimidating. Yeah, hundred percent. I think that's the thing. It's, it's, it, a lot of UK rappers like they they struggle sometimes with their live shows because they blow up overnight and they haven't had yeah. it. So, like you said, gets. Well, first of all, you come up with pirate radio, so his whole thing was just like performing, 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 yeah. performing, and then like yeah, he's had like he's ten years deep. He's great. He's ten years deep, and also back back then there were live nights like the you there was like live nights you could go to. You, Exactly. And you learn your craft. Whereas now, it's just like you blow up on YouTube, you get this, this fan base, and it's just like, right, cool, go perform to 2,000 people. You're like, what the fuck? Yeah. yeah. And that, he's done it pretty, he's done it pretty well, to, to, yeah. to, to be fair to him. Like, he's done like a few things. So it's just like, and he's, I, I saw his like Rolling Loud show, and I was like, he's got a really experienced DJ. Like, a kind yeah. of, we know him, one. don't we? Auntie. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's got, he's like, okay, let he's me. He's got a team. Let me put this team in place who know what they're mm. doing, what a show can look I mean, like. This is the same thing for, with DJing, like, because I've done. And I'm sure you've done as well. The fucking empty rooms. Yeah. The like 100 cap, playing to 10 people, playing to 50 people, playing to 2,000 people. Like to have that experience like does absolutely. This is like why experienced DJs charge what they charge. Because it's like we can probably handle Everything. any situation, right? Mm. And kind of like shifts and adjust to like whatever the room needs. So yeah, book 100%. us. Exactly. Yeah, book, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was a long-winded way of saying book us. Yeah, for real money as well. Don't give me some these fifty-pound DJs. I can't do it no more. Man. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I'm out of the game. I'm um, sorry. I just completely. So ten minutes in now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah we, we'll we'll put it. The story was so solid, and an ETJ crew. <laughs>
and then like bookings at yeah. <laughs> we'll add that in the description all right great we'll get into so solid uh so solid legacy right i mean most people know about so solid group but i actually think now it's like whoa oh because they were so big in like 2003 there are people now who probably don't know you so solid group you're 20 years old you don't you were just being born when oh so solid God. crew were hitting their kind of peak so that's even 23 i think so it's like it's kind of crazy so if we take it back we've got to t- take it back because it's like 2001 that's when like so solid crew kind of formed and like you know where, where that the uk scene is at that that point is just like it's unrecognizable to how it is now so i think in, if you're talking about uk black music at the time the only people who were really getting any shine were kind of like the uk garage acts um, and that is kind of like the story. It's like it's a UK garage focused. In terms of like British rap, there's no one really doing it at any kind of level. You have your kind of like your backpack hip hop scene, or your kind of like trailblazers, your roots maneuvers, your black twang. There's a guy called Iceberg Slim. I think I remember it got signed, but there's no one doing any kind of real numbers. It's just like UK garage or kind of like nothing. And that's what it was. So that's, yeah, so that is the scene we are setting. Like, you know, there's no storms, there's no. There's, I don't know, there's no channel U even at this point. There's no grime. Grime doesn't exist. All right. So we're going that far back where grime doesn't, not, not grime is dead. Grime is not born. Wow. That, that's where we are. <laughs> Let me just set the scene. That is where we are. UK music is, is not really a thing. So that's, um, that's what I think about. So, so they are the pioneers. They are, they led the way. And the way they came about is, uh, they started by Mega Man. Mega Man is like the chief head honcho of the crew if it's a if you want to compare it to Wu-Tang he is the Rizzo he was in jail um and whilst in jail he was like can't keep, keep doing this road life I want to set up a business and he said he was very inspired by uh what Rampage were doing and Rampage one of, big, one of the biggest uh, UK sound systems modern day sound systems I think everyone just carnival goes mm. to Rampage sound systems one of the middle is most rowdiest it's where I don't go anymore <laughs> <laughs> I can't be dealing with that but he said that they had about six he's inspired they had about six members and so what they did is just do like three or four shows a night so he was like okay cool let me take that and multiply it by like ten if I get the whole crew in then we can go smash out these, if we get into the garage race we can just smash out this whole thing so that was his thing it's like hey let me just build like a huge crew of, of people and try and take over the, over the UK garage world um, and, and with that again he, he, was, he said it's a concept of sharing. He said, he said, he said, he's, he said, he's from the hood. He's from hustling. So it's like, if you don't share in the hood, you're going to get robbed. So let me just like share this kind of like thing out and get everyone the strength in numbers. Basically it's that kind of like protection, especially because yeah. they weren't actually in the garage scene. There's like, we need to infiltrate it. So we need to get our name out as big as possible. So the more people screaming, so solid, so solid, so yeah. solid. That's how we're doing it. So there's him and G-Man uh, initially and G-Man was dating Lisa Mafia. So that's kind of like how, how she came about and they just have a, they had a pirate radio show. They had to be still got on pirate radio, just spreading the word and get a few more MCs. I think Romeo was one of the first and I think Romeo apparently we used to go to garage raves, sneak up to the mic and be like, let me get the mic, let me get the mic. So I saw the crew. <laughs> and then just kind of like, that was, that's how they formed. It was like pirate radio. I love that. They had, um, they had a bit, they had a bit of a, yeah, they, they had a bit of money but, uh, and, and then they're just like investing in so sort of crew. So that's, that's how, that's, that's how they came about. Um, and there's yeah, so I say the targeted UK garage, that's the only thing that's popping at the moment. So we're like, cool, let's get into this. They started um making music and they're like sending records out of out, out of their car. Obviously, you know, DIY nature had to come. But the big hit, their big breakthrough was Oh No. Um and Oh No is 
the beat for it is crazy. I think Wiley's actually when when Wiley was asked like who made Grime, he was he's I think he said or in very like, YDS things like whoever made that oh no song because <laughs> that it was very just formative. It was like a different. They were saying they were making UK garage, but it was very male heavy. This crew, so they and they're like rappers, MCs. I think they you know, took on that American influence, but they're rapping in very British accents. So it was the first track that was just like. It wasn't just like toasty, bubbly kind of vibes. It was just, you know, similar to Heartless Crew, what Heartless Crew were doing and what Pay As You Go Crew were doing. They were like, yo, let's rap on a thing. And they had like the girl hook as well. So it just kind of worked really well. But the beat is dark. Mm. I think it was Mega Man who um, said he uh, produced it or had a hand in producing it as well, which is, I didn't actually know. I didn't know um, Mega Man was producing the tracks like that. So yeah, it was like, that was the one that hit them. And that was, that's what, that started blowing up in the raves. And that's the track that got them signed. So at the time, on that track is only three members. I think it's uh, Romeo, Lisa. I can't remember the other rapper. Is it Mega Man on there? Um, so that's what, and that's the one that got them signed. And then like, like, cool. And then from there, they were like, "Let's go." The crew expands even more. I mean, there's so many people from yeah. Asha D to Harvey. Everyone just comes in. If all those are producers, and like you know, if we're telling the story of everyone, we're going to be here all day. But we'll just have to try and. Uh, We'll, we'll morph it down just keep it into we've got to hit that 45 minute mark so we've got to hit <laughs> take we, your time we've got to hit exactly <laughs> um, yeah but it's crazy because it's a time like you know, you're talking about Wiley's like Wiley's album hadn't come out Boy, Dizzy hadn't come out there was there was nothing so this was the first one and it, and, you know, and it broke them through so oh no comes they get the record deal like yeah let's get it in I think uh, at this point Mega Man has signed a little He's very business orientated. I think he signed like a record deal and a publishing deal. So he had like a, a studio. And then, but what was crazy is 21 Seconds, released in August 2021. Um, and that was the tune that took them from like... Sorry, what year? 2021. 6th of August 2021. So okay. 22 years ago. Oh my God. So that's what I mean. So there's 21 year old. There's big man, big women out there who... This weren't born for 21 seconds. This is blowing my mind. Yeah. And, and, it, and 21 seconds is like, because everyone knows it and, and people are like, yeah, da, 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 but like, it's fucking genius. So you what you what you have is like, okay, we're so solid crew. We are, um, also just, just as a side note as well, even in so solid crew, like Oxide Neutrino, Oxide Neutrino had like top 10 hits with like that casualty uh, bound for the reload and stuff. They're like, they just brought everyone in like Mega Man was very smart with this but um so they had they were like okay cool well everyone knows there's a three man crew because that's the last track but we there's loads of us so it's like I think it was a uh, G-Man so it's like how many how many of us are, are at the moment maybe it's like 12 of us at the moment or whatever it is he's like well how long is a, is a song three and a half minutes well if we give everyone work that out 21 seconds then we can fit everyone in oh and then God. we can like you know just everyone's on the crew is on the track so then they, people know that it's like a, a crew yeah. thing and not just like free man so that was like the the idea of it which is um crazy yeah so i think at the time because people asked that it's like how did you choose and it's like that was just the crew at that time that was wow the mcs so other producers and stuff so that was that was how they did it um and so yeah Mega Man's talking about it so he's like yeah harvey cage myself romeo asher d scat d face we just go in the studio put it down, went to the studio for £250, said, wow, this sounds great. And then later on, they formatted it to make Cash's part the chorus. I think the label said, yeah, that's the chorus. And then we can make the track a little bit longer for 
the videos. And then when that, when that dropped, it replaced Atomic Kitten, which I think is jokes, <laughs> at number one. It sold 118,000 um, copies in the first week. In the first oh my week. God. That's kind of crazy because if you're looking at what you need to kind of like go number one now, it's those level. Mm. I mean, this, is a, this is a time when people bought records. I bought it. Yeah. I bought the CD. Oh my God. One of my first CDs. Um, people are like, what's CD? <laughs> it's that circle thing. Yeah, oh, yeah. Wow. Oh my God. That's really, so you've been like, you've been listening to good music from like when you were a kid. This is the thing with So Solid. Like, they are, there was no one else like them. So they were our superstars. Mm. They were, they were superhero men. And then we're going to get into it a little bit later. But like, I remember when I read, I was at school. And I read the, I don't know why, it was about a paper at school. But I had a paper at school, I was in a math class, I remember it. And I read that Asher D had been charged, was found guilty and was going to jail. And the sadness <laughs> I felt, like, as I probably, I, like, yeah, 30, yeah. I don't know how old I was. Like, oh, yeah. I felt I was, I was deeply Aww. upset. Like, they were like, oh, superstars. Like, there's no one, you would never seen anything, like, obviously... You have superstars in America and stuff like, yeah, that's sick. But like, there's like UK, Audi mm. TT. Everyone wanted an Audi TT. Everyone wanted an Averix jacket. Like the way yeah. they marketed themselves, the whole crew thing, it was just like, they were touchable. I felt like that when um, Spice Girls broke up. There you go. I was like, what the fuck is happening? That, My world's falling apart. That is, uh, that's what I mean. That's the, the connection they built. Yeah. Super friends. Super friends. Wow. So 21 seconds, that's what, yeah. Yo, they went from like, you know, they're from mainly based in South London the, the, the overnight success of like being on the state to just being like top of the charts mm. is kind of absolutely mental and so yeah that's when they start that's, that's when things went crazy for them um, following that they had their album They Don't Know that sold 100,000 copies first week uh, went turned platinum in the UK had another top more top 10 hits from there I think even now now 21 seconds sold over 400,000 copies like they were the first ones to actually just go and do a mental. And the thing is with, with what, so, so what was crazy about them at the time, that group togetherness is obviously just amazing. And like, there's so many things to learn from their like story, whether it's like people coming through or even from like labels or even press, like what happened to them, it just kept happening to the grime scene, to Lethal, Biz, Lethal B, the gigs. They were just the first ones to go through everything. But the money these guys made is crazy. So, I love when we talk numbers. <laughs> There's two things. Yeah, they won Brit Awards, Morbo Awards, everything. But when, just just terms of money, uh, in Mega Man's Not For The Radio interview, so on 2015, which was a great platform, by the way, like long form interviews with stars and it's crazy that it doesn't exist anymore. And that was eight years ago, the interview. I think I remember watching that as well. I was like, wow, time flies. Um, they're like, can you break down like the money? Like what you saw, he's like, okay, cool. So there was two so solid albums, which were half a million uh, each uh, for a deal. There's a few singles, which were all, every single deal was over a hundred something, hundred something K. The Lisa Mafia deal, solo deal was 350K. The Asher D deal was over 350K. Harvey's had a deal, which was like a hundred and something. JD was a producer, had a hundred something grand. Um, so like them as Romeo. a crew had deals and then them all like individually as well. This is what I mean. Publishing oh deals was, was a mill. So he's like, in terms of what So Solid kind of made as a whole, we're talking multi, multi, multi oh millions. God. It's, it's crazy. And then 
so I watched a Channel U documentary recently. Please uh, go watch that. It's uh, it's on Link by Link Up TV. They did an absolute brilliant job. Um, and, and you know, and you see the formation of the UK rap and grime scene. Um, and what's kind of crazy is that you see all these videos, and some of them look so budget. <laughs> some of them are meant to be budget because they're probably shot on whatever. But there's some people talking. They're like, yeah, yeah, I spent. I wanted my videos to stand out, so I spent like five bags on it. 10 grand bags on it, 20 bags on it. Just still a lot of money. Bags on it. And I was like, wow, yeah. how, how are we getting? Because I remember the booking fees that these people were getting and it wasn't that. I'm like, well, how are we getting that money back? Mm. Doesn't matter anyway. But still, even some of the more expensive ones, you're looking at them and you're still thinking, looks a bit budget, looks very of the time, right? You go watch the So Solid videos. They, to this day, if someone dropped what the So Solid videos are dropping today, you'd be like, wow, that's the best video I've ever seen. They look amazing. Like if they were shot now, they look amazing. They are brilliant. So I had to ask, oh, I was like, I asked Mega Man, I was like, how much? I was like, how, did you spend? how much did you spend on, 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 on these videos? And let me just get this up just so I'm not making it up. So this is from right from the source. Right from the source. And he said, because like even from Oh No, and I was like, I think it, he said that like he told the labels that, we're not doing it unless the videos, I've seen Diddy's videos. We're not doing it unless it's that. Like if it's not P Diddy level, we're not not doing it. They're like, no, no, like, well, I'm not doing the video then. He's like, he's that's, either do it like this or we're not doing the video. Yeah. So for Ono, they spent 68,000 pounds. Wow. 21 seconds, let's do that, you know, we'll believe him, 158,000 pounds. Oh my God. So then it gets mad because obviously <laughs> that's a hit. Yeah. That's got their money back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the they don't know video. That's still a big jump oh. from Ono to... Yeah, but they, they Ono did really well. Okay. But not like, yeah. But okay, then, here we go. Wait, tell me again. So £68,000, yeah. oh no. £158,000 for 21 seconds. And it looks crazy. But obviously that, when that became a magic hit, massive hit, they're like, okay, let's let's put some more in. The They Don't Know video, which is like Asha D, like probably bored, like he was an actor before, but he's acting this video. He's, right. like, he's talking like James Bond. It's crazy. £262,000. <gasps> And then the Ride With Us video, which is like Mega Man, like it looks like he's enough that computer game Need for Speed free riding around in a, in a TT Lexus, whatever, three hundred and fifty thousand pounds. Oh my god! I don't know if anyone's. I, I I don't think there's any other video UK UK actor in the moment he's done. He's done three hundred fifty thousand pounds in a video. I can't. I, I I wouldn't. It would have to be like a Stormzy or something, and I don't think. But even then, like I can't think of a video that would have cost that much. No. But. Again, we're in a time now where it's probably a lot more accessible to have a bigger kind of yeah. And I don't, look. I don't know who shot them, but they need a round of applause. Like, I need to look at director because like, there must be because they are, <laughs> they are brilliant. Like, and, like, and that's what I mean. Like the, when they, when I say they set, they, they, they didn't just pave the way because there's people who pave the way and then people go and do it bigger. I, I don't know if people have done it bigger than so solid yet. Like maybe in the last literally one or two years, people have started to do it. So. That is where we're at. So that that that, that album, the back of that album, things have gone crazy. Plat, double platinum album, and then you've got the solo deals coming through. So Lisa Mafia, only female of the group, she goes and gets a deal. JD, amazing producer, he's gone to he's been in America for the last fifteen years, I think, working for like Buster Rhymes. Lowe's, his, his like catalog is deep. Shit, man, it's it's crazy. So like that that is kind of like the heights that they hit. Swiss as well made one of the best tracks ever. Asher D, Top Boy, like the. Just craziness. So that's like the height. And obviously like all kind of like stories. It's like you you hit these these heights and then you think everything's amazing, but like it, it then comes out the downfall. And like the downfall of 
so associated to what you can learn from what kind of happened next. Like I say, it preceded everything that happened to like the UK scene in, in later years, especially I think the parallels between what happened with them and like gigs is is, is kind of crazy. So they're selling out crazy, crazy records, doing mad numbers and selling out shows, but issues started happening at their shows. So there's one Astoria show where gunshots were, were let off. Um, so it's kind of like, it's at their show, but the gunshots not, they don't control mm. the gunshots, obviously. There was a person who got killed at one of their shows. Fuck. So Adebayo Ikon was 39, sentenced to life with a minimum of 10 years for killing Marcus Hall, 18, <gasps> who was repeatedly stabbed, beaten and stamped on after a concert at a nightclub in oh Luton in March 2001. Um, there was um, a shooting, I not connected to So Solid but it was a famous shooting because it was two teenagers like uh, Letitia Shakespeare 17 and Charlene Ellis 18 were the innocent victims of a drive-by shooting in the early hours of early January 2003 um, I think that was on New Year's Eve and that was in Birmingham and um, because or at, at this point the government started getting involved they said idiots like So Solid crew are glorifying gun culture and violence said Minister Kim Howells he said the artists who carried guns in their videos were particularly sick. He had to go at So Solid because of the, because um, at the, at this time, uh, Asha D got found on, like I said, he got uh, guilty on a carrying possession of a gun. He got 18 months in, in prison. There was also other, Scat D, one of the other artists, uh, he was fined £1,500 uh, for assaulting a 15-year-old fan. Um, and then there's uh, Darren James Weir, part of the group who admitted to breaking a girl's jaw. So there's there's, there's okay. these things happening around it. Home Secretary called their lyrics appalling. So, and, I've, and Mega Man's gone on to say uh, that, you know, he's like, they're from the hood. Their rise, they rose so quickly. And I guess one of the issues is, is that when you rise so quickly, it's hard to get out of the hood. So they were still in the hood doing all these things. I think that's part of the reason why they said about with, with with Asher was that like he Asher in terms of I think he was relatively a good kid. He's from um he wasn't actually from where the I think, I think it was more from Peckham and you know, he's a child actor, child star and all these kind of things. The reason why because like I guess when you're making so much money, but if there's thirty of you, it's not all completely tracking down. So that if they're still living on the estates, people will see that they're like they're hood stars. Because yeah. if you've got a three hundred fifty thousand pound video but you're still in the estate, people can be like, yo. You know what I mean? So they're like uh, threats of violence and all that stuff. So he had it, kind of had the gun for for protection, and they, they couldn't. They basically couldn't get out of the hood quick enough, which is kind of a, a thing you see with like Bobby Schmurder when mm. like he blew up so quickly. It's like if you blow up quite quick, and you're still in the hoods, things are going to happen. Yeah. Um. I think Lisa. Yeah, Lisa Mafia said from 2005 that we were still living in the same grimy estates, seeing exactly the same people, some of who were awful. Um, it's like what could, it's like people were saying like oh you should, your management so it should have sorted it but it's like what could your our management do move 30 of, 30 of us out of your state it just wasn't feasible um, so that 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 all this kind of thing with all the violence connected the press was running crazy with it blame so solid for obviously the things that they did do and just everything that they didn't do as well all kind of blamed pinned on so solid because I guess they were just the epitome of black UK culture in that time so all their shows got locked off oh my god do you know what I mean so we hear about this now with 619 and all this stuff but it was so sweet to happen to first they can't they can't tour they can't perform all the shows locked off but and is that because of the government or is it because of like 
the press and then the promoters? It will be a mixture. It will mainly be from police. If the police think there's a risk of violence oh my God, and stuff. That, that fucking promoter form. What was it called? 619. 619. But that 619, this is pre-619. This was just like, you can't book so good. Like, just like side note for people who don't know but that. I mean, like if you haven't dealt with it, you wouldn't know. But it's this police form that mm. special events quote unquote had to fill in and it literally is such a racist form. Yeah. It's like yeah. It, it asks you like the race of who like you're expecting to come to the show. Genre. Genre of music. It was such a fucking racist form. Oh my god. I can't, I can't remember. It, not every event used to do it. It's just be like, oh what are you was it every event or it was wasn't it? every event. So if you had to apply for, I believe, don't quote me on this, but I believe uh if you had if you're applying for a late license mm. So if, if a venue finished at 2 a.m. and you wanted to apply for a special license so that it could stay open and have an alcohol license until 4 a.m., then you would have to fill out this form. But I think you did, like, I can't, yeah. I know that that's when you had to do it. Not every promoter had to do it. But, yeah, it was not. I think they axed it. The thing is now axed, but they have, I think there's some kind of, there's. Like, it wouldn't have just gotten rid of it. Like, yeah. there must be a roundabout way to still be. And it was mainly like, yeah, 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 your grime events. I mean, gigs. Gigs is, is the most probably, um, the, the, like, yeah, they stopped gigs doing all shows. And that's basically what they did to, uh, and he was banned for a couple of years. And that's basically what they did so solid. And, you know, and you saw that, that government led kind of like pressure on the group. Basically, if the government gets involved and said, this is not right, obviously the police had to like do something. And that kind of happened, obviously, with with Powell, with Grime. Like, they were all like, I think David Cameron, like, Lethal B, like, got into it. Like, oh, it's, they just blame the culture on, they blame knife crime on Grime. And, you know, and the story, whatever argument you want to take, the argument is, it's like, these are, these are people, they don't make the situations that they were in. They just talk about them. That's the life. I mean, Mega, mm. there's a documentary, this is so solid. And, you know, Mega Man's talking about, it's like, if you want me to be rapping about nice stuff and Bentleys and stuff, well, I need to get there. And that's what I am doing. But our first album, it's street life. It's gritty. The music personifies that. And that's what it is. That's, we live our life and we talk about it. So, yeah. And that's when the kind of like the cracks started to show. So at this point, the solo deal started coming. So there were, you know, Lisa Mafia went on to have, um, it's all over, it's all over, Big Rhythm, hit number two, which is like kind of higher, like, yeah, higher than anything else. Kind of, kind of did. Um, Romeo had a uh, two top ten hits as well, um, but the wheels started to kind of fall off. I think from that, from that Asher going to jail when their second album came out, you, know, you had Swiss kind of like headlining the crew at this point. Who was kind of more on the back lines. Swiss, I personally think, is one of the best rappers like the UK is just like ever come out of the UK. He had a masterpiece in Cry, and he kind of even that he explains like he's like oh around the times when things were going well and we had to pack guns and when Asher went jail, like he kind of like explains the situation and his latest album, which is, uh, is, is Pain and Isolation, is actually a great piece of work and he's gone on to um, form Black Pound Day. He's got a shop in Stratford, like he's done really big oh, things. Yeah, yeah, in Westfield. Yeah, 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 yeah. Westfield. Um, so anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm diverging, but their second album came out, second verse, and still did relatively okay, but when compared to the heights of They Don't Know, so it only sold 3,000 in its first week, which is obviously a big drop off from the over 100,000, what, what it did. So it got over like over 25,000 copies, which is still decent, but not not to the heights that, that you know, 
that the other one other one other one's done. So yeah, the solo career started started going forward. And like when you see that, a lot of the a lot of them a lot of the members had to go back to their their previous lives. Because yeah. there's this I guess when there's that's a thing is the strength in numbers was great building the crew up. But when the money doesn't completely get filtered through to everything, it's just like it comes and it goes. And that was the thing I was like there was no at that time so now when gigs kind of got banned he has social media to talk out about it there was like agents and they were like you know there's ways to kind of like get around to doing shows you could you know you still put out your videos on youtube but if you're kind of blackballed from all promoters and then obviously you're not selling enough so your kind of labels drop you it's then very hard to kind of in 2003 where do you go, yeah. where do you go? and that is kind of kind of what happens to so that they kind of started to disperse and by like it's sad it, that, you know, their legacy in a way in a, that is sad because it's like, it wasn't their fault. Obviously they did stuff that was bad. There's a lot of violence and stuff around them. And, and, and Mega Man said like, you know, yeah, we, we were, we were bad. We had to, we had to deal with ways in that kind of ways. Like the way I saw it, I was hustling. But instead of like hustling on street stuff, I was hustling artists. But the way that like the government, yeah, that come from the government, the police, the labels and shut them down is quite sad. And it's just like, no one else, they didn't have any other like examples to look look to, to have to build themselves up. It was just like, they had to go through it. And um, there's an article, which I think kind of like lays it down great. It says, it seems quaint now in a world where grime artists are sought to front vote, voter registration drives and win multiple Mercury prizes. It didn't in 2001. So, so the crew didn't have the benefit of a predecessor or of incremental change in taste or fashion. For all their personal tribulations, this is what remains the most fascinating aspect of their rise and fall. The unique facts of being caught on the wrong side of history while laying the opportune foundations for the future. Oh my God, that's heartbreaking. It is kind of heartbreaking. And that's the thing with, with their legacy. It's like, wow, no one's on their, their heights. No one did it better. If you look at their mobile, go back to like their mobile awards performance. It's mental. They're flying in. There's motorbikes on stage. Like I say, it's like, it's the fucking craziest shit. So those heights, Matt, you want a Brit Awards? You want a Brit? Yeah. Like, you want to be on Brit Awards? We're like, yeah. what are, I don't know, like between them and like Stormzy winning Brit Awards, I don't know who, but Craig David didn't even get a Brit Award. Like who was doing it like them? But the fall off was quick. And you know, there's a few people who, who, who come through. And obviously today, I guess Asher D is like, you know, it's so amazing what Asher D has gone to do with his career and his acting career and like front and top boy and, and still has a music career. Uh, his album coming out in a few months, some tracks produced by Star One. Um, <laughs> it's crazy. And that, you know, for me, just on a personal note, like I did a track with, obviously, like I told you when I was like 13, whatever age I was seeing um, uh, Asher go to jail, I was so upset. Fortunately, in a few years, few years fast forward, Fast forward a few years, I got to do a track with him when we did it with P Money, a star one featuring P Money and Asha D. We were on the show and we shot a video. It was a label budget video. And we just basically recreated the old So Solid videos. Mega Man came down. Harvey was there. Space was there. I was oh my like, God. Did your heart explode? No, no, no. I, like, you kept it cool, obviously. but I can't. I, don't, I, don't even, I didn't even keep it cool. I was just like, I am living out my teenage dream here. Like, I'm not joking. Like, the whole set is like pirate radio. There's one scene where like Mega Man's on my shoulder. I'm just like, fuck. Like I lived that day. You're I was like, still, I made it. I still, I literally, a, someone came up to me and was like, I, I did that, that video shoot. I produced a video shoot. I was like, oh my God, amazing. I was like, still my favorite video. She's like, it's amazing, right? Like, it's so, she's like, can you bring it back? I was like, do you know what? With TikTok, I'll pull it up, I'll put it back up. Yeah. Like, 
I felt like I was in so solid. Do you know what I mean? Like oh. it was it was the best. And like that's Adam, what I mean. You are in so solid. But yeah. I mean <laughs> Mega Man got back to me with the numbers. So maybe yeah. like, strength for numbers, isn't it? So but like like I say, no they were the first superstars of UK. And then the about the gap between and other superstars coming through. Because obviously a few years down the line you had like say your Tinchy Stride is going number one and Wiley hit number two, but it was like where my Rolex or with a, a, a music that was very filtered down. This you listen back to this. This is fucking hardcore, mm. grimy beats. They have rapid street life and went number one, like crazy. It's only now that you can kind of do that again. So we've got to give them their props, their legacy. Any artist should just watch, even if it's on a business way. The way that Mega Man did the business is is, is amazing to watch. Like he had it locked from back then, um, and yeah, they paved the way. So we salute. And wow, yeah. well done. Thanks. <laughs> How do you feel about so Sonic? Oh, I, I want to go back and like watch all what? these videos oh. and like the videos. now with the context of everything. Mm. But I guess like I guess it wasn't even that many years. No, so you're talking like basically real like about two or three years, two thousand. They come out. I think Oh No would have been either a late two thousands or like early two thousand one. Um, and then I think the uh, second album, if I did my Google correctly, was 2003. So two years on. Um, and then there wasn't really, after that second album was released, there wasn't really any more so solid. Music. That's crazy. Yeah. There's, a, there's, there's solo projects. So I think Romeo, like, you know, had Christine Milian on the track and all yeah. this kind of stuff, which is great. Um, but yeah, no one hit the album. I think his album and Lisa Mafia's album didn't do the numbers. So I think they then got dropped from a deal. But again, though, we're talking three hundred fifty thousand pound deals. It's not bad. That's um, like that's those are good. That's good money. So, yeah, we got them, mum. Wow, I love that. Uh, yeah, behind the drop, double P, double P on the socials. Um, what we got coming up for them next week? Oh, I'm gonna talk about the rise and fall of. The baby. The rise and fall is so solid to the rise and fall of the baby. Here but this go. fall is slightly different because it was all his fault. Yeah. And the biggest, uh, his, yeah, I mean, ugh. but anyway, it'll be a good story. So check it out. Is Dave, did Dave Chappelle come into his story, by the way? No. Because Dave Chappelle is, um, he does a comedy special on, on Netflix and it's like, I'm here to negotiate the release of the baby. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that. <laughs> Skit is absolutely amazing. Oh, I remember that. <laughs> anyway, follow uh, us, rate us, uh, like us. Yeah. <laughs> what else? All of it. All of it. Leave us a comment. That really helps us out. And yeah, if you, I mean, listen, like if you are listening, just show some love in it because it's like sometimes you don't know if people are listening. Yeah. And, and let us know if you like this new format of one story a week. Yes. And also what other things I was going to say is, yeah, let, if you've got any other stories, let us know and we'll, we'll do our research and we'll present them to you awesome till next week bye